author, Mr. Vincent Sheffield, author of Rat Snakes. But you guys are old friends, and uh, Vince just said that you're an old fucker who uses dial-up. So, uh, Mr. Prather, how would you like to defend yourself? <laughs> Not so. This is the difference between UC stars and raid guys who always has to rescue their the use. How you doing, Vince? It's been a long time. Yeah, long time, buddy. You looking well? <laughs> yeah, you too. It, well, it, it, <laughs> we're just is what it is. <laughs> so. For everybody listening, Mr. Sheffler's been on here before. We've talked about his book, Rat Snakes. Buy it on Audible. It's fantastic about being undercover in the ATF. I've had on Ed Morales. You like that one? That there it one is. Right there. Rat Snakes. Right there, you mean. Buy it. That book right there. I got one. I got one someplace. Oh, you better have it. You'd be a bad yeah, friend. I got it. And but I got two books and tons of DVDs, just saying. All right. Oh, okay. Well, big flex. Big flex by, big flex by uh, Prather. You know, so... For everybody listening, I've had on uh, Mr. Shuffle before. I've had on <laughs> Mr. Ed Morales before. And I've had on Mr. Prather before. And when Mr. Prather came on, he brought up Ed Morales. And I was like, oh, I've had him on here. So we did an episode with those two. And then later in that same episode, he mentioned, he's like, I know a guy named uh, Vincent Shuffle. And I was like, motherfucker, I have had him on too. So this is the second of the reunion episode. So for me <laughs> and for all the listeners, how do you guys know each other? Like, what is... What is the backstory? So, uh, Vince was ATF, uh, and a very heroic. And so now I badmouth FBI, and I and I like to say, but I can tell you about real heroic FBI agents. That's when I said Ed Morales, hero of the Miami gunfight. Anybody who's a firearms instructor knows Miami gunfight. And I also said I badmouth ATF now, but there are also heroes there, and Vince is one of those, and John Dotson is another. Because Vince and John and a couple others stood up to Fast and Furious. Uh, and so that's how we knew each other because a lot of people don't know that Fast and Furious actually started at DEA in Arizona with an ATF group uh, at DEA Phoenix in the, in the office there. And Vince um, uh, and I went through very similar things. And then eventually, as we figured out what was going on, uh, we linked up. And we did um, really good uh, work together. Uh, I think the last thing was with uh, Arizona Representative Paul Gozar, who's still a good guy. Um, and I think we were speaking together, or I was hosting it, or something like that, uh, way back in the day. But you know, ATF had to run guns uh, for Biden and Clinton into Mexico, about almost three thousand, just under that, with no chain of custody. And the, the link for me was that um, DEA had a deal with the Cinnamon Cartel to receive the guns in exchange for running drugs north, but they would tell on the competition. And that's the Niebla Zambada trial. You can look that up where DEA agents have sworn under oath that they did have a deal, which is the exact same period, 2004 to 2009, when DEA targeted me uh, and eventually fired me one year from retirement. But again, they fired Vince like, Three times or something. Three times. Uh, three times, yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an overachiever. Um, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff told you the long version. This is the short version. We we were both getting fucked by our own agencies at, at the same time for trying to do the right thing. That's right. And we have a lot in common because Vince is a former Marine uh, and I'm a former soldier. So we got a lot of things in common. And there are some more weird crossovers in that where Mr. Sheflu uh, used to work or live Athens, Georgia. I was there. 
I was there, I think, at some point where you were there when I was going to college there. It's a bunch of weird... If you were there when I was there, I'd have busted your ass. Actually, I was a, a straight-A student. I actually rarely... I was actually... I forgot about I was a pre-med that. guy. I remember the first time Mr. Sheffield and I talked, I told him, I was like, hey, Vince, please, Vince. Vince. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, the first time we talked, I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I rarely ever went out because I was a straight-A pre-med student, but I did get really fucked up, like, my first week there, and I stole a mailbox. And Vince looks at me, and he goes, you mean you wouldn't be telling a federal officer that, would you? And I was like, of course not. I And I was like, fuck, I didn't know anything about him. I was like, is this guy uptight? He's going to kill me. But so kind of, you know, for future listeners, today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, what, if any way, just talking about the Fast and the Furious, um, are we going to see, is there any sort of deeper story with, you know, see all the pictures with the Taliban now in the presidential palace? Not only did they all got trigger fingers, but I mean, I had a friend, a former Marine who uh, has a podcast and he was looking at it and he was zoomed in on it and he was like, that scope costs $70,000. That's a thermal uh, night vision scope. Or is there any sort of, is it just coincidence that they got all the weapons because we're leaving there very quickly? It's not, it's not coincidence at all. Go ahead, Vince. I was just going to say, right now, I'm trying desperately to get in touch with the Taliban because I need some 223 ammo. And <laughs> yeah, apparently, right. Apparently so that's what everybody's saying is, hey, can I upgrade my gear, guys? There's <laughs> that's a big oh, jump there, yeah. They got all the good shit now. That's right. That's right. No, this is that's actually a very good point because, again, the if you go back to when Clinton and Obama were coming into power and Obama was working for the CIA, he had worked for the CIA in Pakistan and the Pakistanis, they, you you control personal liberty by limiting personal weaponry. So that's why Fast and Furious began in Arizona because Arizona is gun central. It's the old the grand old daddy is Gunsight, a newer one is Warrior School, uh, my training company that trained uh, tens of thousands of deploying uh, operators from all the branches, including the Coast Guard and all the intelligence agencies. But now this is Obama behind the scenes, along with China, uh, along with you know uh, non-state actors such as Gates and Fauci. Uh, this is Fast and Furious again, except it's much, much bigger. It's writ large, much bigger than it ever was uh, in Obama's day. I mean, I think the biggest thing was a 50 caliber Barrett that came out of El Chapo's uh, place that was a fast and furious gun that they didn't bring any chain of custody uh, to. And the whole point of when you're going <coughs> to, Vince, remind you guys, did you guys did not do reverses with gun sales, right? Um, we would. We have. <laughs> oh, have with, you? Okay. With Title II weapons, yeah. We would. Okay. So a reverse, but they're always by bus. I mean, they're always by bus. Yeah, well, you got to take it off. So the, a reverse is, Tommy. If I was going to act like a dope dealer and I was going to sell you cocaine, and then when you drove away, I'd have to have a marked unit pull you over for a taillight or something, and then the canine, then he'd say, "Hey, can I run the canine?" You know, because you know, he's been sitting in the car, and uh, and you'd say, "Yeah," and so then I hit, and then I get the coke. Uh, and then I get you, but you don't know I'm building a case against you. That's called walling it off. And so I, ATF would do the same thing with guns. But in the case of Fast and Furious, uh, there was no chain of custody. They just ran the guns. They were just running guns. And then when they finally did recover guns, like the most famous two, the last time I was on national TV, 
was when they were trying to exclude the two AK-47s that murdered Brian Terry, uh, the Border Attack agent, Border Patrol Tactical Team agent, about 45 minutes from where I'm sitting, they excluded those. And I said, you know, why would you exclude the murder weapons from a murder trial unless you're trying to cover something up? And then I went off on Holder and DOJ and Clinton uh, and Obama. And so this is the, this is the deep state and Obama and the puppet masters doing the same thing, except on a much, much larger scale. Now, now, what is for someone like myself, 31, who's never served in the military and is very naive about all of this? What what is the the purpose of of running these things? What is you know, what the. Why do we do it? Why why are we going out of our ways to do this as opposed to just like a good old-fashioned CIA crate out of the back of a plane during the Cold War? What is what is the the end game of of running things like Fast and the Furious or you know running things through what seems to be like cobble right now? Dude, this this thing is so far removed from Fast and Furious to compare the two. Uh, they're apples and oranges. Okay. Um this is a major break down a show of incompetence within leadership everybody sop dude when i was a private in the marine corps part of our 13-week training was escape and evade or evacuation from a combat zone and it was sop everybody carried thermite grenades or whatever it took to destroy our equipment we couldn't take with them we didn't want to leave them a can opener literally a can opener we would police the area and make sure there was nothing for them to use so i i don't think i i have the ability to comprehend knowing that we were pulling out for five months how we left all that high-speed armament over there to fall in the hands of the taliban i it, it defies logic i have i have yes it's not incompetence it's planned it's totally planned but, because if, when I was at Bragg, if the 82nd lost a weapon on a jump, everything stopped. I'm sure it's the same thing in the Marine Corps. You lost a weapon, everybody stops, line up. We're not going out of this field until we recover that weapon. We've given billions of arms to our enemy. This was planned, totally planned. And when we gave up Bagram... To what end? To, to empower our enemies, because there are tra- traitors in charge. And so th- this really begins... So let's go back to... Where this really begins um, is with uh, Ali North running a covert operation. No, I, I uh, and everybody thinks he's great, and I don't because I was working the the Contra thing uh, with special forces uh, and doing what we were supposed to be doing. But what happens out of that is the CIA gets to run guns, gets cocaine, and gets cash, and gets Contras, and they build up their own empire. And so uh, North really built the Clinton death cartel in Mena, Arkansas. And so now they have this, this uh, international force because they want to destroy sovereign nations. That's why you see all the borders. That's why you see more Afghans coming in to, than Americans coming out of Kabul. That's why you see the borders open uh, because it's no longer about sovereign nations. It's about power players controlling uh, international regions, just like transnational drug cartels, like the Sinaloan cartel, who we were fighting. Uh, it's now uh, a a collage of international non-state actors uh, doing this and controlling this. It's not incompetence. It's purposeful. As soon as Bagram went down, which was Russian before us, 
how you get around in Afghanistan? You gotta, you gotta go on helicopters because if you go on, on truck, all you gotta do is cut the mountain pass and you can't get through it. So as soon as Bagram fell, we gave, we snuck out of Bagram, that was it. There was no air superiority. There was no air mobility. It tend, that's what I tend to believe when I see something that seems like Vince said, it seems to be utter incompetence. I always have to pause and go, this isn't, inc- this is malicious competence. This isn't incompetence. That's part of the act. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I mean, you have to respect your enemy. I mean, you played off well. Oh, we didn't know why that happened. Right. No, but it, but it's brilliant. And it, it cause it's, but it's also like you said, uh, Vince, it's so far removed from Fast and the Furious. Because the guns are the smallest part of the thing. I mean, they've left MRAPs. They've left Black Hawk helicopters. Is yeah. is this, what is this? AC-130s. gunships. I didn't know that. Good. Yeah, they got four of them. Good Lord. So, but, that, but at the end of the day, and I won't, I don't want to get in an argument with Jeff because I, I, don't, I don't know. Um... You know, they don't let me in their security briefings. But, you know, even with everything that was left there, absolutely, the Afghanis are fucked. They're going to be gunned down. They're going to be murdered in the streets. And the Taliban now has a big stick on the block, which includes Al-Qaeda and ISIS. But at the end of the day, what they have, will smash them. We'd smash them in a week. They show their heads and those MRAP. They they try to get any of those Blackhawks airborne if we didn't want them to, or Israel doesn't want them to, or whoever doesn't want. It's not like we left, you know, an entire arsenal. It, it's inappropriate, but I just don't see where leaving a bunch of high-end military equipment behind would be a planned move. What it accomplishes, they're not. Afghanistan ain't gonna fucking invade. Iran over with the weapons we left. That's for sure. You know, I mean, yeah, it 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 in in my naive uh, ex- expertise. Yeah, it, it does. In my mind, it wouldn't be that they're going to be a threat to another nation state. It would be that we're leaving them with these weapons to suppress their own people. Terrorize. No, but it's beyond, it's beyond that as well. And and you and you should know this, Vince, because you were an undercover guy. Uh, just like Ed did undercover for me. Vince never did undercover for me, but Vince's whole look is an undercover guy. My, I'm a raid guy. But but uh, what happens now is, so think about they're flying more uh, Afghans in, and a lot of these on their terror watch list. CIA met with the Taliban, uh, and they are flying in terrorists, just like they're bringing up cartel uh, MS-13 hitters, uh, all over the country so that they can pillage the country. And so they're going to, they're getting that Uvalde uh, Morningstar Ranch in Texas. The Chinese are, the Chinese are paying the Taliban and the Afghan armies that the Afghan army had not been paid in six or seven months because they want the lithium batteries because Biden is shifting to electric cars. So you've got to have the lithium batteries of uh, China or Afghanistan is the Saudi Arabia of uh, uh, lithium and copper. We already gave a copper mine to them. So this air base that we gave them there now can hook, could hook into the air base in Texas. And now you've got, if you shave their beards, then they just look like they're uh, Hispanics or Mexican-Americans. 
uh, and they're running operations. Uh, the, the 82nd, sometimes people call it now the Ochente Dos because there's so many uh, Latins in it because uh, the Latin culture is very macho. Still, everybody wants to be a guerrero, a warrior. Uh, and so they can come in and they can further destroy because that, that's the whole thing of fourth generation warfare started by Mao Zedong uh, is guerrilla warfare, but it's also being written large to the next level where we're destroying the sovereign nation of the United States so that this is really part of President Xi's for life, Emperor Xi of China, way to control, defeat the United States, which they said they did in 2020, uh, and then control the world. Because if you defeat the United States, you can control the world. And this is the next level of that. They controlled the oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that, in fact, there are players, government, state players within the United States, that all that rings true on some level. There are players. Do I believe it's a concerted effort? Um, it would be, it, let's face it, we're not real good at keeping secrets in the United States government. Um, we'd be hearing about any conversations of that magnitude. Now, they may not talk about it. That may just be their plan. And, you know, but you got to remember, we have 350 million Americans with guns that love that flag that's right behind you, Tom, that you got to get through us before you can have our nation. And yes, we're, we, uh, we're on a bended knee right now because of our leadership. Our, you know, we're divided and, but that shit don't, this America. That shit but, don't, so that's the whole point is World War II, which we won, uh, was third generational warfare. We're now at fourth generational warfare that Mao Zedong uh, perfected and even fifth generational warfare. And in that 2020, Chinese party officials said we be, we won a war against the United States. They don't, that's the whole 1999 unrestricted warfare doctrine by the two U.S. Air Force, not U.S. Air Force, China Air Force colonels saying nobody can go head to head with the Americans. Therefore, we're going to do unrestricted warfare which is fourth generation warfare and fifth generation warfare. No, if they came straight on, that, then they then we would be defeated. But that's not what they're doing. And now this is the next level of that. Americans are not stupid. And for every uh, woke, liberal, uh, forward-thinking <coughs> leader in power right now, there's another... American that knows just as much about what's going on and are fighting yeah, really. So Vince, remember a long time ago I called you and I said when I figured out that uh, the DEA had to deal with the Slinger Cartel and that that was the other end and you said to me, can you prove it? I'm like, well, no, I can't prove it because they control all those documents. And, and they, the, the Fast and Furious emails went right to the Obama White House. But whatever happened with that, Holder perjured and lied, whatever happened with that. So if they could do that then, what do you think they can get away with now? And they are. Oh, but, but no, of course. Once they get away I'm not saying, of America. I, I'm not saying they're not making advances in that agenda. Because they clearly are. Our, our open border, we're going to be paying for that for decades to come in murder rates, narcotics, human trafficking. Um, it, it, it's heinous. 
But again, we're Americans and, you know, we hit our breaking point in this country and Americans rise up and they unite. And it's not usually good for the people we unite against. Hey, we no, set out. That's true. We set out the Second World War for how many years and let Britain get their ass stomped and freaking let Hitler just take over all of Europe. But when they hit us, that was a different story. And I, I choose to believe that. We have evil forces in our government right now. This administration, if they could get away with more, they would. There's no doubt. There's they, no they doubt. They are getting away with it. We Who went to jail of, the, of all the officials uh, that we uh, whistle blew on, Holder and Leonard uh, and, um, yeah, zero. zero. They got away with it. Then with FBI, with Comey and Mueller, and Kleinsmith, well, Kleinsmith's got like nine months probation. They, without the FISA warrants, the FARA stuff, they're getting away with it. They are getting away with it. I'm with you. We have a corrupted government. It's too big. There's no way to hold anybody accountable right now as we sit here and speak. My heart broke when I heard the freaking director of the CIA had to sit down with Taliban leaders. If I'm the CIA, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that at I'm all. Still GS 13 over there and saying, You talk to him and he'll let me know what he thinks. I'm not coming over to Kabul to talk to your terrorist ass. I'm you know, the CIA. Nah, the CIA, the clowns in action. If the DIA uh, has done some good work, who I was with, but the CIA has been gone. The, the CIA was in that, you know, the scene, Tommy, in um, Zero Dark 30, where the CIA chick uh, bakes the cake for the uh, uh, terrorists over there, and he comes in and blows them all up. That actually happened. That's how naive they were. And when SAD, uh, CIA Special Security Division, first went in, Tom Spann and another guy, there were fifth group guys in there, and they said, hey, do you want us to go and provide security when you go into all these guys? I'm like, no, no, we got this. We're okay. And that's when they killed Spann, uh, and I think the fifth group guys got the other um, sad guy out. But, you know, it's only in the movies where everybody thinks the CIA uh, is so great. That's a different um, uh, level of special operations intelligence than the Bourne stuff. And it's like in 13 hours, where are the Bournes? Oh, they're under the table uh, hiding. But to your point, Vince, when it goes to fourth generational guerrilla warfare in America, then yeah that and that can go on for decades and they will never do that that was what vietnam has proved that has is what um uh afghanistan. Proved, syria afghanistan all of those have, have proved that that's certainly true it's yeah it, it definitely seems to be that I mean, I think the most brilliant aspect of it all is use COVID. No one can go outside. No one can talk to each other in person. Everything has to be over, uh, has to be digital over a handful of platforms and then just five people don't control do the it. platforms. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. I haven't taken a vaccine. I've flown in four states and 15 airlines in the last year. I haven't had a cold. 
I think I had the COVID in January. I truly do. <clears throat> but whether I did or not, because I felt like shit for two weeks. Um, and that was that. I am not taking the government's lead on because the government has shown me that they don't have my best interest at heart. They don't have my freedoms, my constitutional protections at heart. And I'll decide. I'll decide if I want to take your shot that's not even 12 months old. The FDA generally takes five to 10 years to approve a medicine. And they did this in eight months. Nah, you know what? That's fine. But again, you want to take it? Take it. It's your right. And I encourage you, you want to wear a mask. I ain't doing it. Joe Biden got on there the other day. I wanted to bust him in his mouth. I wouldn't because he's a president. That wasn't a threat. But I, I just, when he got up there and said, I will make everybody I can take that shot or else. I was like, no, you won't. No, you won't, dude. This is still America, even if you don't know what that means. It's 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 always uh, episode 495 I had on Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA vaccine, and he's sitting here saying, yeah, no, don't take it. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Yeah, so in, I had in on the, the inventor. Sort of God. COVID nineteen, which is totally a bioweapon, goes from uh, Dietrich to Harvard to Canada to Wuhan and gets modified and released. It's a bioweapon. It's very mild. It's like the flu, but it's used <laughs> as a psychological operations vector for economic battle to restore parity that Trump upset when he negotiated from strength a new treaty with China. The yep. jab, however, is the great reset, and that, the mRNA protein with the graphene oxide and the coagulation uh, problems, is is partly an antenna and partly uh, a uh, calling of the herd that is going to happen uh, as well. But, it's a, but it is this uh, unrestricted warfare plan uh, that our foreign enemies of China have developed alongside traders from Schiff to Gates to Fauci to all of them it is a hundred times more elaborate than Operation Overlord, the invasion of Normandy. And it's and it's not in days, it's in decades. Uh, and that's the way fourth generation warfare goes. We're playing checkers, they're playing chess. Mm-hmm. They're playing go. Yeah. Go, because Go starts with nothing on the board and you take the whole board, whereas chess, you line things up. It's a good reason to learn how to play Go. I mean, my kids are playing chess, but we should learn how to play Go to think, because we still don't understand their mindset, and nobody understands even fourth-generational warfare, uh, which is really, we would call that guerrilla warfare, but it has made um, irrelevant major weapon systems like another aircraft carrier or the F-35 or something uh, totally totally irrelevant. Therefore, the small arms that have been run through Fast and Furious and through Benghazi, because Benghazi was an, also an international covert gun run operation, as Syria was an international covert gun run operation, and now Afghanistan is a continuation of an international covert gun run operation. Therefore, the small arms are very relevant because the cruise missiles, the aircraft carriers, the strategic weaponry is really irrelevant. And they can use that con- to further destabilize the sovereignty of America. That's what's going on. That's fifth generation warfare. But what it's going to come back to where Vince, you're saying is 
once the metrosexual coasts fall with all the metrosexuals with their pets and sweaters and booties, uh, and then they get into uh, flyover country with Indians and cowboys and briars and hillbillies and motorcycle guys and everybody else, then it's Yamamoto's, there's an American behind every rock. And then we're back to fourth generation warfare and that they will never win. And even on the fifth generational level warfare of human terrain, uh, they're losing ground daily. They, they're, losing, losing, they're losing ground even on the metrosexual strips uh, of the coasts that's gonna, as well. That's going to be the name of the episode is the metrosexual coasts. <laughs> hey, okay. is, there, is there any way you can cut me away from that whole metrosexual thing? No. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Nobody, nobody's going to mistake you for a metrosexual. Uh, you know. no, but don't worry, Vince. You're, you're not. But that's. I like that point, Mr. Prather. Is um, you're right. As it's, it's almost kind of like nuclear weapons, right? As soon as, as soon as the Soviets detonate Joe One in 1949, and we detect the the radio, uh, the radioactive cloud over Alaska. It all of a sudden resets these things to where, you know, initially we wanted to build it up and because, okay, now we don't need to meet the Soviets tank for tank in their columns if we can just hit them with a tactical nuke, right, Curtis LeMay. But then all of a sudden it shifts once they get them to where, oh, shit, we got to go back to conventional warfare. So you're right. I mean, the B-21 Raider, fantastic, or the X-37B up in orbit, wonderful. We're not doing that to take out a, a, a Chinese-owned airstrip in Texas using TikTok to influence... You're not hitting that with a B-2 spirit. You're not doing... So all of a sudden, the most conventional just an AK, that does become uh, an almost a modern nuclear weapon. They're, they're not even using AK. They got M4s now. Well, yeah, well, now they're getting them direct from the CIA. I'm yeah, sure they still have that, the tags. That's why, that's why I taught um, my Army Air Force, uh, my close quarter combatives, uh, books and DVDs used to sell in Army Air Force Exchange stores, and I trained over 17,000 deployment because it always goes back to hand-to-hand. Eventually, the weapon runs out, it breaks, the EOTech scope breaks, uh, or whatever, you know. And even here, uh, they were sending a B-52 strike, because remember, early on, if you haven't read Horse Soldiers or twelve Seeing 12 Strong, there, they, there were B-52 strikes to blow up those ammo de- de- depots, like Vince was talking about, and Biden recalled them. Uh, you know, so even that V fifty two strategic volume uh, was was made but, irrelevant. Just for the sake of conversation, did he recall them one because his intent is to arm the enemies of America, or did he recall them? Because the Taliban is controlling him, and he's scared of the fallout. So rather than conduct airstrikes and take out all of our our technology and our equipment that we left behind, or a good portion of it, it's better to let them have some of that than him them raid and attack our airport in Kabul. I, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying the way this coward thinks, our president... I think right now they have his balls in a vice grip because he let them. He let them. But well, so Vince, go back to running an informant, a CI. In our day, it was CI, confidential informant. So Hunter uh, gets uh, bribed uh, and lured in by Chinese children and drugs, and then yeah. is addicted, and then is filmed and extorted, and then you own him. 
and then you own Joe. And that's exactly what they've done. And I have for no us, doubt. It, would be a CI, it would be a special agent running the CI. In intelligence terms, when I was working at the DIA, it's an intelligence officer or case officer uh, or tactical agent running an agent. But it's the same thing because you do that for influence and access. The Chinese, I think Joe the Biden is so completely compromised that anything is possible. By the Chinese. He's compromised by the Chinese and controlled by the Chinese. And therefore, the, the Chinese just met with, the CIA met with the Taliban, and the Taliban met with the Chinese. And the Chinese want the copper and the lithium in Afghanistan. Nope. They still want us to guard it. And what's going to happen out of this, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow on my podcast, though, is the other thing besides Fast and Furious and Benghazi uh, is the Bergdahl thing. And they're going to leave Americans there as hostages. Uh, that's why you're seeing more Afghans getting flown out than Americans. Yep. Remember, Obama wanted to do the hostage exchange with Chris Stevens in Benghazi. It went bad. Uh, and he got killed because once you unleash the wolves, you can't control them. But he finally got to do it with the traitor Bergdahl. And he gave five Taliban leaders back, one of which is now sitting, uh, was sitting at the table there this is all by design and it's going to continue to go by design uh and it is terrible and traitorous and uh treachery but it is all clearly by design so what's the answer well the the answer is that we our republic has fallen and we, because we are primarily in an informational influence operation fifth generational war is to get the truth out more and so when i do Tommy's show when i do mine uh, when I do Clay Clark's, uh, then more people are waking up because it's not primarily about kinetics. It was, it was primarily about kinetics. It'd be over in a month, a week. You do a, you do a really good job, Jeff. You, you take time to educate yourself, and uh, I think you're probably doing a good service for those Americans who don't know and don't have the time or the will. There's a reason we got hired as cops because sometimes there are people out there that need people to stand up for them when they can't stand up for themselves. And that's not a slam. It's just, it's always been that way. People always need their fellow man to be their guardians, their protectors. And that's why we all became cops. And yeah. hopefully... Well, and you and Marines, Marines and soldiers too, same thing. Yeah. So we're your protector. But the so, thing with this is, Tommy, is they used to fear us. And they hated us, but they feared us. Now, they still hate us, but they don't fear us anymore. No, they that do was, not. That was the whole thing with Kiki Camarena, is when they tortured our agent Kiki. And this is how I got into all this, is I was trying to extradite Miguel Cotacantero, brother of Rafael, who tortured and murdered Kiki. Um, that's when the DA came after me because I was going to expose, I didn't even know this at this time. Then I called up Vince when I figured it out and said, hey, there was a deal. They had a deal for the for, to run drugs north. And I've had guys walk in. You know, I was in Nogales, and uh, I've had guys walk in. I'm interviewing them, like, hey, I'll give you information on this group. I'll give you, I'm like, wait a minute, you're a drug trafficker. Well, yeah, but I'm going to give you information. I'm like, well, I can't do that because otherwise then I'd be helping you. I'd be letting, if I sold, you know, if this is going back to the thing with the, whether you're reversing guns or you're reversing drugs, like Vince said, you got to take it off. 
uh, you got to take it off because otherwise when you get to court and you don't take it off, then they say, well, Special Agent Prather, uh, Special Agent um, Safalu, where, where are the guns? Where are the drugs? Well, I let them go. Well, then what's the difference between you and my client? And their answer would be there's no difference because we're just doing what they're doing. And that's what the government is doing now. Uh, so, yeah, it will eventually go kinetic because it always goes kinetic and it'll go to fourth generational warfare where we're behind enemy lines in our own country uh, and we'll win that in, in, in decades, it will take. Uh, the Chinese think in centuries, in generations. Uh, if you look at Viet how long Vietnam was fighting, how long Lebanon was fighting, how the Afghans been fighting, um, Palestinians, all those are fourth generational conflicts. And you got you got to just keep going with it. And we always lose interest in that. And we don't and we think we, we even think that Afghanistan was our longest war. It wasn't our longest war. The Indian Wars were our longest war by far. And that was another tribal culture that we were dealing with. And now they're starting to come back as well. Anyway, it, I'll let you jump in there, Vince. It, it's if I can insert, is there some is there some much bigger picture to where, right, we're kind of shifting from like the the petrodollar and the, the power of oil to now the power of rare earth metals, right? We're seeing that with a pivot to Africa and as Afghanistan is the Saudi Arabia of lithium. And that's, you know, all of our, all the technology we're using right now. And then EVs, right, as Tesla becomes the, the most powerful uh, car company in the world. And we're slowly shifting to that more. Lithium becomes the new oil. And then let's take into the whole the graveyard of empires aspect of it. Is there, and now this wouldn't be the case if indeed our if uh, Biden's a, a CCP puppet, but let's just entertain this idea. Are we leaving Afghanistan to clear the way for China to come occupy it because they want what? the rare earth metals? And are we arming no. the Taliban to? take on China once they're there and pull them into that quagmire. Well, that'd be great, but they want us to guard. Yeah. They, uh, they want us to guard. We already gave them the, um, the copper mine. I can't think of it, but they want what they want us to do that uh, or they want their troops to do that. But to back up for a second um, with Tesla, Tesla is not going to get it because when Biden held his electric car summit, um, Elon Musk was not invited. The guy was not invited. Why? Because he's not on he's not on board with their program for control. So that's another aspect of fifth generation warfare that's great because where is he moving? He's moving his stuff from California to Texas. Texas. Texas is friendly territory. But that's why they that's why the Chinese want that base there. Uh, but they're in trouble too because uh, the legislature just finally said and its judges and everybody said, yeah, you can arrest those that ran off to Portugal and were drinking beer and everything. It's just like Florida. That's why you see the kinetic attacks in Florida, the submarine, most likely and probably that was an atomic um, torpedo there because uh, co the covert kinetic war is raging all the time. Just like I said early on, there are firefights outside the airport. The troops have wanted to go outside and bring in Americans, re recover Americans. They have not been allowed. There's some other groups coming in there, civilians doing some stuff. Uh, but they're going to leave hostages on purpose. But anyway, 
that, that it's a very complicated type of warfare to understand. It's a mix of fourth and fifth generation warfare from depending on where you are going. Uh, but the basic thing there is uh, they don't want legitimate economy. That's why Biden destroyed small business. And that's why China dis- destroyed small business uh, with the with the covid shutdown. So they could they could wage economic battle and extort and restore economic parity with China. So everything's still made in China uh, and they're controlling that. The same thing uh, with the COVID vaccines, because that's all crap. That's all junk science. None of it's uh, real. And so that's what's happening now. But but as Tesla take as Elon Musk comes to Texas with Tesla and Texas builds up its its um, resources. Now you're starting to see an alignment of what possibly could begin to look like a civil war according to human terrain, not physical terrain, not North versus South, but on human terrain of communists versus uh, constitutionalists uh, aligning in that way in a multidimensional war base. You know, and that's World War II. If you look at uh, the South Pacific, you've got submarine or subsurface. You've got surface, you've got ground, and you've got air. Now you've got space, but you've also got uh, cyber as well. But primarily, it's information influence operations. Hey, Tom, to to answer your question simply, um, I don't think anybody's trying to draw China into a quagmire. They're they're willingly sitting down with the Taliban and negotiating. They see themselves as the next freaking friends of the Taliban. They'll deal with those guys. They'll deal with no, the, the Chinese are paying the Afghans. The Afghan army had not been paid. That's why they folded. So the Chinese are paying the same thing with the the uh, George Floyd case. The George Floyd case starts with a twenty dollars counterfeit Chinese American bill. That's economic warfare on a very small scale. Part of a uh, nine hundred fifty thousand dollar counterfeit pallet that was seized by Customs and Border Protection uh, or ICE or somebody there. And a $20 bill starts that whole thing uh, off. The Chinese are paying the Taliban and that, and then they, who pays you tells you what to do. And so now the Taliban are saying, hey, United States, you're gonna get out at this time frame." The Chinese are also controlling Hunter. So they're controlling Joe. So they're running the show. The, the, the number of, of CIs in our day term, now it's CHS, confidential human source, but in our day it was CIs, or in intelligence terms, agents, that the Chinese have been placed through Thousand Talents program is just incredible. We've never seen an undercover intelligence operation of this scope, and it's been going on since 1999. Hey, uh, Tom, I got about 10 minutes, brother, so... uh... Yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, um, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, it's 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 um, you know, it's it's. I think there's a good point in that, you know, they know they can't go kinetic, right? They know they can't meet us. So it it kind of seems like like fourth and fi- or fifth generation fourth and fifth generation warfare is like you're inside of like a bar at like a nice hotel and there's security and everything. And you're kind of having America, we're having a bit of a disagreement with China. They're, you know, they're talking to our girl, they're taking sips out of our drink. We know, and they know that they have to keep it in there where there's security, where there's etiquette, where, you know, you can't raise your voice. It's a five-star hotel. We know we win 
when it's on the street, when it's World War II. So it seems like the move is if we can't take on their their fight, their thousand talents, their unrestricted warfare, right? They're stealing our drink, talking to our girl, knowing we won't do anything because we're in this nice five-star restaurant. It seems like the move is to bring it outside or what you said, Mr. Prather, is get the information out there, make it, force their hands so they have to go kinetic because once they do Dude, that, that, we'll that win. Is, that is one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard come out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm serious. Thank you. Dude, you you are obviously paying attention, and I, I commend you. You you know, that's why I come on your show. Thanks, well, man. that, to sell my book. That's nice. while, while we're talking about ATF, well, we weren't, but we are going <laughs> to. What do you guys think about Chipman? Looks like he's going to go down the toilet. Is he? Well, everything I'm reading and hearing, um, they, they just keep raising issues. Now they've got a couple of Democrats that are on the bubble whether they're going to vote for the guy. The guy's been in uh, committee for four months. It's usually a kiss or death. That's true, because you and I did an episode about him back in April. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he went through. Is... No. <laughs> They've uncovered some more. Uh, now, this is kind of relevant to our conversation here, and I don't know how big a deal it is other than he didn't disclose it. That's a big deal. But apparently when he was with the uh, uh, Gifford gun group, whatever, um, an advocate for gun control, blah, 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 he did an interview on ChaiCom on the state-run Chinese communist news yeah. network over, uh, over uh, uh, their mass stabbings. And he gave an interview that was supposedly i've not heard the interview but according to ted cruz and others was used for propaganda by the chinese communists by going on there and motherfuckering america basically in our gun laws and everything he got that and then they had they uncovered some racially sent insensitive comments and and documented remarks he'd made so they got him locked down pretty good that's the good news the bad news is the dipshit Marvin Richardson, who's currently the acting director, was found by the Office of Inspector General. Now, you know what? That's as good as it gets right there to have perjured himself no less than three times in the Jay Dobbins lawsuit. And he's the deputy director, acting director of ATF right now. So we're fucked if they do confirm him and we're fucked if they don't confirm him. Yeah, but, but Vince, whatever happened with Jay's thing? Jay spent like a million and a half dollars and then the, the judge disappears. And, you know, Jay, you know, I worked with Jay. I was down there uh, with that him. Was, and, dude, that was terrible. The judge in his case was crystal clear. He barred all the government attorneys from any further action in that case. He referred them to a special marshal because they were corrupt and they had perjured and encouraged perjury. And then the judge died, and it all went away quietly. Yeah, so where's Hillary's laptops? Where's our servers? Where's Hunter's laptops? Did they just cover that all up? You know, You're uh, preaching to the wire. When I, watched, when I watched James Comey speak that morning about the Hillary incident, I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, shaking. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to a grand jury. He's got to indict her. He, everything he's saying is... She's 
book. And what happened? Nothing. Well, that's why, so, so you should appreciate, Vince, why I'm saying, so on jeffreyprinter.com, I have, you can join Team America. And Team America is in every state. There's Team Global Freedom, a lot of Canadians, Australians. But what I'm saying is uh, to form up uh, in different states, and in, like Florida, they're doing a lot, Arizona, they're doing a lot. But to, to work behind the scenes undercover, we lost our republic uh, undercover and behind the scenes with the Chinese coming in. We're going to have to restore it at least partially that way. So, for example, where Giffords was here in Tucson and in Phoenix, Team America is working the audit. I worked behind the scenes to turn them on to some Georgia people. And I've turned them on to some Texas people. Uh, so you, you're, you're a UC guy from way back. Now it's very important. Like I've had doctors come in and say, hey, we're out of uh, New York and we're going to resign because we disagree with this. I'm like, ah, don't resign. Stay in place. See what you can do. Think about um, Schindler List. Schindler List, good guy working for the bad guys, doing good stuff. And so, uh, you know, that should be clear to you because you're a, a UC star. Dude, That that's funny that you mentioned that analogy because one thing, Jay, always imparted on me and beat on me over the years when we were involved in all that confrontation and all that. He said, dude, if we quit, they win. Mm -hmm. The best thing you can do is keep working, even though they're doing everything to get in your way and stop you from being successful. Do it anyway, and you win. We win. You know, what I think is interesting is all three of us never quit. Jay kept going through their battlefield, which is the courtroom where they controlled the battlefield. You know, you wrote your books. I wrote my books. Uh, they took me off the air uh, of radio. And uh, well, first they took me off Fox. You know, then they took me off the news and they took me off the radio and my podcast then blew up. Uh, it's just interesting. And it should give people hope to see uh, between Jay, Vince and me how uh, and and for that matter, Ed Morales is we're all still out there doing the job. It doesn't matter if you got the badge or the hat or whatever. That's not, that's just window dressing to be in a warrior protector and an American. And we're still doing it and they can't stop us. You know, I, I just finished a, I just finished a book yesterday uh, called Winter Fortress by Neil Bascombe about the attack on Hitler's heavy water plant in Norway. You know, they thought heavy water was the key to making a nuclear weapon. And so it was basically their Manhattan Project. And we had these uh, Norwegian guys who, you know, occupied like their own like forests and stuff right around there. And it was there's was this crazy sort of dynamic in that their hometowns were like 10 miles were from where they were, but they couldn't go there. They had to go hide out in the woods in this little tiny cabin. And they were I mean, they were basically starving. They were you know trying to find reindeer. They were eating like bark and stuff. And the entire and they weren't even read in on what they were doing. They knew that there was a plant they had to take down. They didn't know what heavy water was or what it was for. It's an insane story. And they were out there and there's you can read their journals about them talking about 
what are we doing? Why, why aren't we just going and attack? They're Nazis in our hometown. Why don't we just load up and kind of go, you know, suicide and just go kill them all? And they kept saying, there's something bigger. We don't know what it is, but we have to keep yeah. fighting. And so they would talk about how the worst parts of the day wasn't the cold or the hunger or the Nazis occupying their land. It was the 18-hour nights, and there's these four guys in this little cabin saying they were just driving each other insane. And so they started telling each other stories. One guy gave him a long lecture on how to, you know, how to catch beavers. And the other guy brought along, or he talked about how to make knives. And they just, they kind of kept each other busy and focused on the goal. And then eventually they did go out and they went to Norse Kidro and they took out the, uh, the heavy water plant with a, an explosive called Nobel 18. And we stopped the Germans' heavy water production. And they didn't know until years later exactly what it was that they did. Right. They had no yeah. idea that what they were that's, doing. That's great. That's a great analogy. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had no idea what they were doing, and they were just, they just, they didn't quit. And they finally did it, and they they thought, well, what are we doing? And I look back now listening to this, I'm like, I wish I could just, like, as a ghost, go appear in their cabin in the 40s and be like, you have no idea what this statement means, but you're keeping nuclear weapons out of the hands of Hitler. If you like, watch, the, the Courier just came out, um with Cumberbatch uh, recently. Uh, and that that's a great example of that too, of the same kind of thing. And to a lesser extent, uh, Bridge of Spies is kind of like that um, uh, as well. Yeah, you don't necessarily get to see your efforts. I mean, Darkest Hour just came out like two years ago or something, Dunkirk just came out, you know, and that's, I get that all the time. Uh, as people are like, oh, there's, we're, we're done, and they're so powerful. I'm like, no, we're not. We're not done. They aren't that powerful. Aren't you scared? No, they're scared of us. Um, yeah, that's a great it's, point. It's that, uh, it's that, I love that saying, right? If the situation was hopeless, their propaganda wouldn't be necessary. That's right. Hey, brother. I gotta, I gotta hit the road, man. Sure, sure. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this one up with, uh, well, first of all, everybody go buy Vince's book, Rat Snakes, and uh, I'll email you, Mr. Prather, about your works. Let's wrap this up with, have the outro. Do your podcast intro. It's my favorite one. You're, you're not as organized. You're not as ruthless. Can you do oh, that me? one? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm a retired SOCOM soldier, former GI intelligence collector, and XTEA special agent targeted by the deep state, turned whistleblower. Now, your intelligence officer repurposes chaplain, leader, teacher, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective, defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Attention, dear state dens, Antifa, BLM, rhinos, and assorted traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as organized as the British. You're not as disciplined as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. You're not as brutal as ISIS. And we beat them all. You're next. There we go. Jeff Prather. Freaking killer. Fuck that is I'm going to steal that. I'm gonna, when you put post this out there, dude, I'm going to take that statement right there. Dude, there's a there's a video up on my website, Jeffrey Pratt, that I called Taken. And uh, Andy did a great job. You should see it. It was awesome. That's awesome. We love it, old Marine. Good to see you again, man. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, good to see you, too. Let's stay in touch, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say hi to Jay and John and everybody. 
All right. Guys, thank you so much. Mr. Sheffield, I'll let you go. Mr. Prather, thank you so much. I'll email you about another episode. I'd love to talk to you again. And uh, I'm, finally, I'm glad we finally got to it. Sorry. I'm just hey, hey, man, we've all been busy. Hey, God yeah. bless America. Don't stop fighting. Fuck these communists. They're pieces of shit. Do the right thing. You don't need to take any orders. You know what's good in your heart. Do the right thing. Be proud of your flag. And uh, yeah, I guess watch out for the metrosexual coasts. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all take care. God bless. Recording Peace. Stopped. See you guys. <laughs>